Last time on Seriously Wrong, Sean and Aaron were kidnapped by an anti-humanist, illiberal, misanthropic villain, Oswald Badman, who took them to his mountain lair to purge them of their liberal programming and convince them that human beings are really, really horrible deep down. We join the wrong boys now, tied up in a pit. I'm getting really hungry and I gotta use the washroom. Well, it doesn't, don't do that in here. Like this pit isn't big enough for, like we can't a little even... smell. Yeah, and I mean, we're tied really up, so it's close. hard, to, hard yeah. to move. I'd have to work together with you, and we'd have to pick a corner, and then it would end up only being like a foot farther away. Well, I'll hold it as long as I can, but the body, the body's got to go, and the body's got to go. What is with this Oswald guy? Like, why does he he targeted us because we aren't we're trying to be nice? Yeah, he listened to the podcast, said we had too much faith in humanity. And we were too nice, uh, yeah. and he just wanted to fuck with us. That's yeah. so weird. I know. I wonder what his like. It's like performative. So he, I bet he doesn't really believe what he's saying. He must no, not, or I he mean, wouldn't need to push it down our throats like this. That's my, that's my theory. Yeah. Who, who, who would want to just like if they were actually evil, they just kind of quietly work behind the scenes to you know self maximize and cause horror. Oh, sh- he's coming back. He's oh, coming okay. back. Wrong boys. Let, can Hi, you let us Oswald. go? Could you please let us go though? We can, we have an episode of Seriously Wrong we need to record. Like need to, I'm Aaron and that's uh, Sean. I'm Sean. Yeah, we do a podcast every week, Oswald. Could you let us out? Yeah, we we really need to record. Not an letting you out, wrong boys. Come on, Oswald. Oswald I know that you you're, you're good. You're you're done. Good you enjoy guy. the podcast. You like the show, you listen to it. No, I don't like it. I think that you're kind of pathetic morons <laughs> i mean that's oswald. i mean that's kind of true oswald but you don't say that to someone's face did did you bring us some food or maybe like yeah, a toilet a bathroom uh, yeah, or food to... water maybe a little beer yeah oh, beer would be nice i bet i bet you'd love to have a sit down and have a beer with us we'll talk this out i know maybe I know the three of us can... could pass the bong around oswald does that sound okay We'll talk about no, it. No, no, no. I, I did bring you a gift, however. Oh boy, Oswald. <laughs> what is it? What I, is I it? You got us a gift? I, I, I knew see, I it. Knew, I, I knew he's it. Probably, he's not a bad guy. It's scorpions. Ah. Oh, oh God. Hey, they're whoa. pinching me. That yeah, hurts. Don't pour scorpions on ah, us. Oswald. Jeez. Oswald. It's not nice. You this wouldn't like so that. This is so you, though. You know, I bet his parents put scorpions on him when he was yeah, a kid. Yeah, he's and coping he's just, with something. Yeah. yeah. You know, we can't blame him. It's not no, it's nothing it, to do with how humans are. Mm-mm. It's just This is a this is Oswald, you gotta admit ow, fuck ow, jeez. You Oswald, you have to admit this is kind of a deviation from normal human behavior. No, this is what we're like. I'll be right back. Uh, are <laughs> oh, scorpions poisonous? Because this really some hurts. Of them are. Like, it really I does. Ones it aren't. does hurt. I bet they're not poisonous. He wouldn't put poisonous ow. ones in. <laughs> I wish I wasn't tied up. Will the wrong boys get out of the pit? Stay tuned to find out. Today's episode of the Seriously Wrong Podcast is brought to you by Man's Inhumanity to Man. Are you sick and tired of basic human decency to other human beings? I know I am. That's why I founded Man's Inhumanity to Man, the only organization that will allow you to push the boundaries of decency and 
feel good about it. A different, a weird type of good where you're alienated from yourself and alienated from... <laughs> And alienated from who you are on a deep level, which is love. Love for mankind, love for one another, and of course, love for nature, society, organization, knowledge. Get alienated from all of that. Yeah, and be real inhuman. Real inhuman. That's what we support. That's what we're all about. And we sponsored the show. Thank you. I had a really great idea today, Aaron. I'm super excited to share it with you. Uh, yeah, sure. I, I love your ideas, usually. Oh, thanks. Oh, gosh. Good. You made me too bashful to remember my idea. <laughs> uh, no, here's the idea. We will build a better society, a good society. Mm. Uh, we'll take care of each other. We'll make sure that uh, most vulnerable people uh, get their access to resources that they need, that uh, housing, food, water, entertainment, leisure time, They'll all be seen as universal human rights. And yeah, basically, we'll get the top tier medical care to everyone and make sure that people have skills training so they can be a useful part of society and feel good about themselves. Wow. Yeah. No, well, like, first time ever, you had a bad idea. I think it's not uh, going to work. All right. Number one, people don't want that. They want hardship in their life. That's how they get meaning. That's how they struggle to become something if you just have this easy life you're gonna sit around eating cakes all day and you're just gonna be bored well what if the cakes are nutritious uh, but still delicious that's kind of what i imagine for the future i'm describing yeah but you're, you'll Where still you be could bored. eat cake all day but at the same time it wouldn't um, have the damaging effect of modern cake yeah but you're gonna have i mean <laughs> that's not not really the point but <laughs> <laughs> the point isn't that it's going to damage you. It's that it's not like where are human going to put all their naturally aggressive, violent impulses? Like, how are we going to uh, put ourselves into dominance hierarchies and be better than each other? And well, whoever um, can eat the most cake. But I mean, that could be a fun contest. I mean, OK. Yeah. And then like maybe the, the person who eats the most cake can like murder the people who eat the least. Cake, oh, no, or, you know, I don't maybe know. Not murder, for, but yeah. like shoot wound maybe like gloat but in a friendly way like between mm. friends i don't know if but like is on a temporary basis and it's like you'll get me next time mm. like because we're like in the society i was kind of imagining everyone would be equals like the uh institutionalized hierarchy would be abolished oh yeah no that's not that's not gonna work out have you ever looked at chimps they're they're very strict hierarchies. i've seen them at the zoo yeah, very strict hierarchies. I'm sure you noticed, and we're we're very similar to chimps DNA wise. You can always tell the boss chimp by his, his tie and how he yells at the other chimps. <laughs> oh no, that's actually that's humans. You're thinking. I understand. It's easy to get them confused because they're so similar. But um, yeah, it's just not going to work. And like declaring all those things human rights. That's like as soon as it's a human right, that means if anyone doesn't get it, you can kill as many people as you want in order to give it to them. So yeah, no, that's not exactly. That's not really what I was imagining at all and I mean that's inevitably what will happen because Sorry, those, oh, you're yeah. trying to suppress all the violence and then the violence just bursts out and sure, okay like, but like okay big two, festering pus two plus two of, inevitably equals four I mean, yeah I get that's that. what I'm saying yeah. yeah yeah so but but <laughs> two plus two inevitably equals four that's an inevitability but you're you're talking about a level of inevitability that I, I'm not really seeing demonstrated in any sense 
it seems like you're actually making some really, really outlandish claims about the nature of reality and human relations without any evidence. And uh, oh, no, did I tell a, you about the chimps? Serving a, a political... You, you mentioned the existence of chimps. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, yeah, there's the evidence. Well, humans yeah. are distinct from chimps in well, some ways. I mean... Some meaningful ways, I what might What do you add. mean? You think we have this human nature that makes us different from chimps? Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Yeah, we do. Um, well, like, for example, you could see we we th- have abstract thoughts. We have larger prefrontal cortexes. Uh, we're better at modeling the thoughts of other people and actually being able to model the models of other people's thoughts. So two abstractions down. Um, Dolphins can do that. I don't think they can, actually. Uh, I'm pretty sure I read that dolphins can do that. And you know what else dolphins do is they rape each other. So, I mean, just think about that for a minute. Yeah, I, I don't support that aspect of dolphins. I don't know why you're bringing that into th- It seems irrelevant. Well, I mean, and just it's, to be it's clear, relevant to I do to condemn the that. Well, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like do- dolphins raping each other. Yeah, of course, it's bad. And it's bad when humans rape each other. But, I mean, yes. that's what's going to happen. Because sexual economics and stuff there's a whole lot more available of one kind of sex than the other kind of no, sex and no that's like men are also that's the fucked. testosterone that's the aggression up. and i mean it's not good and we, we try to stop it is by being aggressive against the men who would be aggressive to women no but we, I so mean, it's like we have to dominate them See, well, considering if you look, I mean, rape happens, and I hate using, I would rather our main example here when we're having this complex discussion not be rape, Mm. but you can see rape actually happens in nature, not just in dolphins, but in a lot of species. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, It's uh, animal uh, nature. Yeah, exactly. So that would be an argument that rape is not part of human nature, but is actually an animalistic... Yeah, I don't think humans have a nature. I think we're just, we're animals. Well, human, I just, human nature is a myth. There's there's life, and we're part of it. Yeah, well, we do have differences in, in not only scope and quantity, but also mm-hmm. uh, just very specific differences in ability or, or specialization mm-hmm. compared to the rest of the animal kingdom, uh, the, not the least of which is abstract thought, uh, the capacity to think in symbols and use science, which doesn't show up anywhere else in nature. <sighs> I'm totally forgetting there's this documentary on YouTube that basically goes through everything that people think are unique about humans and then shows animals doing the same things, like elephants painting pictures, I believe ravens like solving these kind of complex puzzles and using tools and there's there's like these groundhogs or some kind of like little prairie dogs that have a relatively complex language they have adjectives and nouns so yeah I don't I just don't see it I want to see that video it sounds really cute and fun and like I'm a big fan of Pixar that's right up my alley no this is but, this is like a YouTube level produced documentary it's not it's, oh, it's, it's not. not it doesn't have the Pixar, Disney Pixar level of yeah. storytelling. Mm-mm, mm-mm, no, <laughs> unfortunately. Oh, that's that's a shame. But I, I guess we're just gonna have to agree to disagree here. I think that number one, uh, humans do have a nature. It overlaps with the rest of nature in many ways. We are part of a developmental process that has come through thousands of years of evolution and has had many stops along the way and many branching different places that sometimes, for example, if a crow uses tools, um, I think that's a, an indication that they're reaching high levels of consciousness like, like humans are. But so that's one disagreement I have with you. I think that humans do have a nature. And my second disagreement would be that I think that the ideal society I was describing, whether or not you believe in human nature, that seems like an abstract kind of theoretical 
circle jerk. Mm. Yeah. Um, mm. Whether or not we have an innate human nature or if we're just a very advanced form of the process of, of being an animal that has culminated into this species that has uh, uh, unique capacities like the capacity to keep a record of all the other animals and go to space and send a record of all the other animals to space. Incidentally, the first animal in space, not a human, just just saying. That's a, that's a really good point. Um, <laughs> I believe it was a dog or was yeah, it a monkey? I think it was, it was a dog. It was, it was a Laika. A Russian dog. I actually, yeah, I think a whole team of dogs built that spaceship and, and sent <laughs> sent them there. So you're totally right. Yeah, the space race wasn't won by humans. So I mean, we'll just Sorry. leave that there. Where Sorry, it was. humans. It was it was won by dogs. Actually, interestingly, Leica was um, cooked alive in space because the refrigeration module the Russian scientists made to keep that dog alive uh, didn't work. But they still made like a hero and pretended that they hadn't died for many Did years. They just grabbed like a new dog and like <laughs> and switched it out and like paraded the new dog <laughs> yeah, around. They, as they if must it was, have. But my point so is that, that ideal society is possible but whether or not you believe in, in human nature and want to put those words together for some reason. It's possible to build an ideal society where everyone is taken care of. So that's two disagreements. Two for two. Okay, but, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> skip out of ironic <laughs> space and start talking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, a much more ideal society is def definitely possible. Like, we take care of a lot more people now than other societies that have existed. So it's pretty obvious that there's like a, a spectrum of how much <laughs> a society takes care of the, the weak and the old and children, single mother, just vulnerable people. Unlucky uh, people. Yeah. So there's obviously more and less of doing that that's possible that's yeah and like... it, it would seem to be like i i guess the debate like you'll see it when people say like communism doesn't work because human nature they're not really saying that society can't get better over time they're just denying that that political project is the way to do it and then they're citing the historical record of that political project as their evidence yeah well like there's a specific idea floating around in the ether like the idea of the new communist man or whatever that like once we change the way society works, we're going to completely revolutionize how humans interact with one another. There's, we're going to end all violence. We're going to end all murder and rape and theft. And it's, it's a sort of completely unrealistic vision of what's possible. And it's kind of what we talked about in that mythology episode. It's like if you have if you have the idea that that's right around the corner, then it's it's worth killing for. So the, I think the people who object, oh, no, no, it's human nature to a better society are like worried about that. They're, they're worried about trying to put the square peg into a round hole and then <laughs> shooting the little bits of the peg off that don't fit with a gun in order to force them to fit through the hole. And if that kills some people, I'm torturing this metaphor. If that kills some of the pegs, then <laughs> so be it, because at least they fit through the hole now. Um, well, yeah, and some of the pegs had the wrong alliance in the first place. But some of them definitely just have this like insanely pejorative view of human nature. Like uh, it just becomes misanthropy at that point. But it's like I've looked at the the vast span of human history, and like we tend to tell stories about you know conflicts because 
peacetime stories just aren't as interesting. So we tell all these stories about conflict. We notice humans doing questionable things, doing bad things, doing outright evil things, like terrible things. And so that is what defines human nature. Can't get past it, can't make it better, can't hope to improve it. It just is what it is. Any hope to improve it will inevitably lead to it times a million. And it's taking some of these things that I just said a moment ago that are fairly reasonable and expressing them to an unreasonable extreme completely eclipsing all the good aspects of what humans do by i don't even know what it is like declaring them un unnecessary to consider as part of the equation because you'll hear like oh yeah like of course some people do nice things sometimes but that's not like it's a it's an emphasis yeah issue or, or it'll be like i've been the naive humanist in many internet debates and so i think the two strains that you see here are people saying that good thing is actually bad. So like inventing and flying planes is actually bad. It does mm -hmm. all these bad things to the environment. That's one strain of... Oh yeah, right, right, right. That's right. one strain of fuck, good of, uh, <laughs> fuck the good. <laughs> fuck the good. And the, <laughs> the other strain of fuck the good is when people are doing good things, they're actually secretly doing bad things. So like... When you help the homeless woman on the street, it's just because you want to feel good about yourself and you're a narcissist. Right, but that's not, uh, oh, well, without the end, you're a narcissist. Thing. I'm like, that's not bad. It's not bad to want to feel good about yourself, especially if feeling good about yourself is what leads you to do good things. Like, that's a good, that's just good for everything. It's yeah, and like the, <laughs> the reason that we feel good about doing good things is because human beings are like a social species. It is in human nature or an some version of animal nature that is in right. humans. I don't who yeah. gives a shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is in human nature as in humans as we're currently structured to enjoy being part of a community, enjoy being part of a family and do good for others. And, and you, getting that warmth you get from doing good for others is part of your nature. And, uh, and also the, the social thing of like, look how good I am in doing this for someone third party. Aren't I great? Isn't my reputation increasing? That's also good. I mean, it's it's bad for that to be done in a deceptive way or like in order to like game people like a psychopath or something. Yeah. But in, in regular human relations, when you're dealing with average people helping each other, even performatively, that's part of building a network of trust and building a, a family or community, which is one of the things that makes uh, human beings so wonderful. Yeah. And it's also a cool way of subverting or, or reorienting you using these impulses that we have to be better than each other or to look better than each other. The dominance hierarchy thing that I was referring to in the ironic part, um, like reorienting those instincts in us towards like, how, how do you become the top of the dominance hierarchy is by being the nicest. Like if that's how you set up your society, like helping the most people, uh, the, those are things that humans already do. Like we already have areas of human uh, society and interaction that are set up in that way where you become the most popular person let's say by being the nicest the the, the most kind the it's etc etc so even this idea that like oh we're just exactly like chimps which obviously isn't true but we're exactly like chimps and we we all just like everyone's trying to be the the alpha and get to the top of the heap is 
to the extent that it's true, is very much influenced and determined by the kinds of society that we have set up and the and the social um, systems that we have and what we're rewarding, what we are counting as what gets you to the top. I, I, also, I feel like we need to d- distinguish also when we're talking about hierarchy in nature between a more incidental hierarchy, like, for example, let's say on a sports team, you've got a really strong player who's teaching the other players how to play as good as them and giving advice and maybe setting up strategy and stuff like that that would seem like to me a a pretty innocuous form of hierarchy that that fits into maybe some of our instincts our primal instincts that go deep is that we want to look to people who are high performing and try to replicate their performance and learn from Mm -hmm. them and respect them and stuff like that you could call that hierarchy in a way but there's a different type of hierarchy which is like the sports team owner who has the choice to fire you or hire you or based on their whim, not even based on performance, where it was like our goalie posted something offensive on social media. So I'm going to fire him and he's no longer going to get a wage because I'm the owner of the team. Like that institutionalized hierarchy is something that exists nowhere in nature. It only exists in human society. And so I, I could see the argument that that could be considered part of human nature. And what distinguishes us is that the we have these institutionalized roles of hierarchy. Although I personally would like to um, challenge those types of hierarchy. I'd like to challenge many types of hierarchy and, and find their usefulness and, and lack of usefulness and um, involve and engage humanity in consciously evolving to higher forms of social organization. But that's just me. <laughs> I think I, I think the key word for me there is consciously because there's that idea floating around that like if you have these quote unquote egalitarian systems set up like a, a commune or an anarcho communist idea that the pitfall of that is not that hierarchy actually gets eliminated but that hierarchy becomes unspoken and uh, hidden and the people who dominate each other do so in a way where they can pretend that they're not doing it and nobody's willing to call them on it or talk about it openly because the idea is that that isn't happening or that like that's what everyone's telling each other and so it's what you were saying about sports teams or what you were saying about like uh the silly example at the beginning when we were being ironic about like who can eat the most cakes and they can like rag on the people who ate the least cakes is like a joke, but like <laughs> healthy cakes. Yeah. Healthy cakes. Um, <laughs> the, the idea is just as good. The idea of, <laughs> of, 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 of not denying that in some sense we have these instincts to form hierarchies and do things, but to do it in a way that's conscious to do it in a way where the people higher on the hierarchy don't literally have power of life and death over the people uh, lower down on the hierarchy. It's more of a like symbolic almost, but, but it, hidden hierarchies can be even more dangerous than expressed hierarchies is I guess what I'm saying. Yeah, I think like in the things that I've seen most recently in left-wing politics and like my own personal life, where you have hierarchies that aren't based on any form of like performance or or reputation, group consensus or, or, or open discussion, but hierarchies that are based on 
fear of contradicting people or fear of being caught in the wrong position at the wrong like fear of being outgrouped or or pushed out of the group like what i see in the left sometimes is where someone will say something really ridiculous that deserves to be called out and deserves to be disagreed with and maybe even ridiculed and in private everyone who sees that event like <laughs> like we talk in private about what happened mm. and we're like that was really kind of a wacky outcome of that discussion wasn't it and then it's like yeah yeah but none of us really said anything did we like no no we wouldn't we just don't want to get open that can of worms um <laughs> because then it pulls you into this crazy maelstrom of arguing with the person who's just established that they are not willing to respond to reason and they are willing to yell a lot yeah they're, they they're, <laughs> they're socially aggressive and socially uh, dominant in a situation where there is ostensibly no hierarchy. So they're like, they get to be big dog without any of the downfall of being big dog, which is that a bunch of little dogs can come up and get at you. <laughs> little puppers. <laughs> little puppers. But the, <laughs> the real danger of this, and it's something I've been trying to figure out, I've been talking to friends about like how we can address this and don't have a conclusion yet other than we have to say something sometimes um but like the real danger i think is that if if we on the left let the person who is most willing to yell at other people be the winner of every conversation then we give the impression to third parties or potential leftists or uh, new leftists new people that they actually were right and that we all agreed with them mm. because no one spoke up and said hey actually that's ridiculous. It doesn't represent us. And I think that you should seriously reconsider your position there. And the reason that we don't do that is because we're worried about, you know, destroying our own reputation or being pulled into this mud pit of arguing and yelling that makes us look bad, which I think is not a hierarchy in the sense that Bookchin uses, which is the institutional hierarchy, but it is a type of social hierarchy that feeds on our biases and, and instincts that are probably originate in our pre-human forms exactly so it's like the fatalism that like there's no way to integrate these instincts into society in a productive way that actually makes society better that that gets us like closer and closer to that society that takes care of everyone or of as many people as possible is just again obviously false because we can see trajectories and we can see societies that do this better and worse than others but the the flip side of that the the negative aspect of disagreeing with that position is that you can pretend that those things don't exist and then find yourself powerless to do anything about them meanwhile at oswald badman's secret mountain lair <sighs> okay I, man I managed to, to <laughs> cut Ow. through the rope with uh, these scorpion tails, not without poking myself a lot, but yeah, you're covered in welts, dude. Yeah, well, here I can untie yours. You won't have to suffer. I mean, you have welts too, but thank you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I would love it if I didn't have to suffer today, but that's uh, that's off the table. I have been stung by thousands of scorpions. Okay, now I'm gonna put, put step on my hands. I'm gonna boost you out of the pit, okay. and then you. Uh, okay, and now, now just pull me. I'll reach pull you me in, in and yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, out of the, <laughs> out pit. the pit, out of the pit. Hey, that was some teamwork. Know what that is? Human, Human nature. nature. Yeah, Human nature. We cooperated and got out of that pit. Yeah, Oswald. Oh, no, yeah, I don't want to be too loud. I don't want him to come back yet. Yeah, you got to find a way yeah, out of here. Take that, Oswald. Wherever you are, but shh, also. Shh. Human beings are good, Oswald. It's a secret. And when we work together, we can overcome anything, Oswald. Okay, so I think this way, it's he's got some weird art here. Yeah, that is really bizarre art. Is that? 
supposed to be blood or tomato sauce? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Whatever it is, it's creative, which is human nature. Yeah, creativity. Yeah. 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 Oh, he appreciates art. Got you, Oswald. You've fallen into our trap. He's a good guy. Closeted I know he's a good guy, guy deep down. Yeah. Probably no one appreciates his art. That's why he's Yeah, that's it. Like this that. is probably his... Maybe if we compliment his art, I mean, on the way out or from the outside. Yeah, like, we'll, we'll send him a message later on yeah. Facebook or whatever. Just shoot him up on Facebook, Oswald Badman. And <laughs> that was really nice art. We yeah. like the art on the way out when we escape by working together because that's human nature. Anyways, uh, you want to get a beer sometime? Like, just try to get that olive branch out Yeah, there. we'll do it in public, though. Like, somewhere where he can't snatch us again. But Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. So, I think this is the exit door here. Okay. Yeah, no, it's locked. Locked? Shit. I wish it was human nature to break down doors, but that's not always the case. Yeah, this is a really strong-looking door. Because it's human nature to innovate and create very strong doors. Damn. Sometimes I wish Oswald was right, because then we'd be able to get through the crummy doors that humans wouldn't be able to innovate. We'd have nothing to be proud of. No, it's so true. It's so true. Hello, wrong boys. Oh, shit. Oh. He's, he heard us. What He's is here. This? I'm watching you through a video camera. Oh, oh cool. Yeah, so you mean weird. that humans invented? That no animal could invent, Oswald? Well, that ingenuity is really something to be proud of, hey, Oswald? Yes, and the brutal competition of different firms fighting to create the greatest product at the lowest price and crushing their adversaries and taking their product to market. Could you uh, could you open the door for Actually, us, Actually, I think a lot of the technology, Oswald, uh, came from public investment, Oswald. But yeah, could you open the door? Do you have a remote door opener just in that click, control room of you yours? Just click it open for us and then and we're good. Yeah, we'll be on our way. I'm not going to do that wrong, boys. Why not? You could, you just could. Yeah, it would be super like friendly. And, this could like, be your kind of mea culpa moment and where you show that we were always right and you were wrong and you come over to our side and you're like the third guy on the show. Are you cool with that, Aaron? Yeah. Oh yeah. I'd love that. I'm, wi- I'm willing to forgive and forget. Always willing yeah, to forgive and totally forget. Totally willing Oswald. to just forgive and forget and let it go. Click the door and then easy as that. I'll let one of you out. Mm. Mm. No. Kinda need both of us. Yeah, we can't do the show, just one of us. There are two rocks on the table over there. Large enough to crush a skull. If you kill one or the other, I'll let you free. It is human nature after all. Well, Oswald, I just don't want to do that. Oswald, it's, not, it's not in my nature and I don't yeah. know, I don't know many people who would want to do that. First of all, I like Aaron, and then second of all, I'm adverse to all murder. Yeah. So that's but, really a double no for me. Yeah, like my human nature is just saying a big N-O to that. Like I couldn't live with myself for the rest of my life. The alternative is you both die here together from starvation and exposure. Mm. That's, uh, there's there's got to be some other way out of here. Yeah, like yeah. you could open the door, I'm pretty sure, like... This oh, is yeah, your... yeah, he could open the door. Hey, Oswald, Oswald don't you open did the you door? open the door? No! Oh, come on, dude. You're, you're, you're the one being weird here. Oswald, do you need to talk to someone? Because, like, maybe if all three of us sat down, we could just, have a powwow. Yeah, we'll like, figure this out. Yeah, like, what are you out. going through, man? Like, why do you feel the need to do this? It's just, like, you could uh, achieve something with your time. Like, it's clear that you got a, a lot of intelligence that, that you're putting towards capturing people that you've heard the podcast of and then... Uh, torturing them with scorpions and now you want you want us to fight to the death for you i just feel like you could do a lot more with that time and energy yeah is it that you don't have friends like we can be your friends we can help you, you have 10 minutes to murder each other goodbye yeah, 
don't know. I just yeah. really don't want to bash you in the head. Like, yeah, no, it's not, I'm really not into the idea of bludgeoning you to death with a stone. There'd be blood everywhere, and like, yeah. I bet it would smell weird. Oh and yeah, like, I don't so, know. So I don't want to. It's just I don't even know if I have the upper body strength, and it's like, oh, you do. You could. Oh, but, thank you. Yeah, but I don't think that you should. But, no, no, I, I don't want to. Well, I, don't, I know you don't want to. Yeah, either. I don't want to either. I would. I would really hate to watch my friend bleed out on the ground because yeah. I murdered him. Will the wrong boys escape the mountain? What is it? A mountain fortress. <laughs> Will the wrong boys escape the mountain fortress? Stay tuned for the thrilling conclusion coming up soon. The, the idea that there's no human nature is like, this is something you were just saying to me before we started recording, but it's also something I had written down in my notes is that it's Oh, like sure. Silly. Yeah, you'd written it before I said it. <laughs> well, the, what I wrote, my note said, to say that human nature exists is only to say that there are commonalities among all humans, which it seems like really silly to deny that like there's just a bunch of things that we all share, like we all get hungry if we were all just like the most blank of any blank slate you could possibly imagine, then like we would have no basis for shared communication or like understanding each other's motivations or needs or anything like you would need to eat tar and rocks and I would need to eat wood and like, it would just like, there would be no, we'd be shared. elemental. Yeah. <laughs> we'd be elementals instead of human beings. Yeah. Yeah, we would do what's an elemental? It's like some it's like a mythical creature that is defined by one of the elements. Oh. So like oh, okay. earth or air <laughs> or fire. Well not not even that because we would all be like so different like they would have something shared in common that they like yeah, the, all the fire elemental elementals. nature would be like yeah. well sure perhaps you know you're water and i'm fire but at the very least we can all agree we're elementals yeah or like at least all fire elementals share a certain thing but like we're just there's nothing there's no there's no shared basis um, an interesting thing i was reading of uh, in human nature that I, I didn't realize was distinct from the rest of nature and it's like you can find examples of it uh, elsewhere in nature probably but like uh for primates it's very unusual um he, the human fixation on privacy during sex mm. most animals don't give a shit if you watch them or not oh i uh i don't know if this isn't based on anything but i thought i thought that that was a cultural thing more than a, a human nature thing like that there's cultures where people just are fine with having sex and people watching and there's no like consciousness about that yeah i think i mean it probably is culture i don't know what biological <laughs> i don't know what it would be other than that like, yeah right 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 um but it's unusual it's unusual when human beings have sex in public yeah oh yeah yeah no definitely well, it was yeah in our in our society it's definitely very unusual not just in our society but like in all studied and understood societies oh no see that's the opposite of what i was saying is that there are societies like especially like tribal cultures uh that exist where that wasn't the case where having sex in a relatively open place and people standing around to have a watch was just like <laughs> normal <laughs> I, I, don't know. I remember the, the, hearing my, that my, about in medieval times too that people had sex in public more often my primary source on this is actually a novel that kind of had like some people meeting an untouched tribal society so i don't, I don't know this could be complete horseshit i'm <laughs> i'm not saying this is true for sure my primary source is a new scientist article that is behind a paywall that i didn't read <laughs> <laughs> 
So we both have really good sources on this. Yeah, like I think we've probably got the final word on this issue. Yeah. <laughs> I read the whole novel though, so mine, mine's probably a little better. <laughs> yeah, I wish I, I wish I could get behind that paywall. <laughs> but I'm not made of money, live science. And so I've been listening to these psychology lectures recently, and one of them was about the thinker uh, Jean Piaget and his view of human nature. It didn't really say human nature, but it, it amounts to the same thing. His view of he was a developmental psychologist, or I think he called himself a genetic epistemologist, his view of what humans are and how we become the social creatures that exist, what we are, uh, was really interesting to me and overlapped with ideas that I already had. And so therefore, uh, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> so I wanted to talk uh, quickly about it and like lay out that framework because I think it makes a lot of sense and it incorporates both the view that the, the environment has a huge effect on us and on how we interact with people, but also the view that there's some things that are just like part of being a human that aren't you that you can't like just get rid of or eliminate. So he has these like levels of development that he lays out. And I'm not gonna get into his formulation of it because it confused me. I have my own formulation of it that's <laughs> very similar. <laughs> um so like you're born, you're this like computer with a, a very basic OS on it and a blank hard drive. And you're just like, oh, wow, you're like so zonked out looking at the world because you haven't seen anything before and you're just taking in all this data. What you do have in your basic OS is instincts and emotions. So you want food, you want your belly to be full, you want to be touched, you want attention from the caregivers because that feels good and you know, being touched and held feels good. And you're like fascinated by these caregivers. You're always watching like all the big people around you. You in, can instinctually tell which people are, are like part of your tribe and which people are dogs or horses or <laughs> like you don't know they're called dogs, but you know they're not part of your tribe and you know yeah. to not look up to them the same way you would look up to your parents. <laughs> yeah, if like there's like a baboon holding you. I don't know. That might confuse you. Yeah, but. yeah. Because well, again, they're very similar baboons. And, mm -hmm. <laughs> so and if you're confusing. just a baby, I mean, yeah, <laughs> you just don't know. You the could difference. mix it up. So you're, you know, you're, you're basically like you're trying to avoid pain and get the good stuff. <laughs> In this and case, we, milk. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, it's interesting. One thing specifically that they say is like a human instinct. Like, you don't have to learn this. It's just like babies do this the instant they're born. Is like you put a little, you put your thumb by their mouth, and they're like they latch on and start sucking. Like that's just like <laughs> it's part of the OS. Is like. Because you well you need it yeah in those early months if if you had to teach that to a baby your baby would be fucked yeah it's like suck and they're like I don't know what you're saying and to you're me, just like spraying the bit. milk on it they're like come on you just have swallow, to eat this to survive swallow like, they're like I don't no, swallow no. I'm hungry I'm not too tired to swallow and I can't even I don't speak know English <laughs> so you're born you're you're that um <laughs> and you're you're born and ready to suck milk at any moment. And you just like notice like, oh, hey, if I move my hand and it bumps up against the thing, the thing moves like you, you realize what your body is by bumping it up against the world in various ways and seeing what happens. And by doing that, you start to develop strategies to help you fulfill the needs that you have. 
So you notice that when you say ma, then your parents go batshit and are like, oh my God, he said mama, ma. And they're like, well, they give you all this attention and they start pointing at the mom and like, that's me. And she's so happy. And so you say ma again and like they give you all this attention and you're stoked about it and they point at the mom and eventually you get the idea like that's that's ma, that's mama. Um, (laughs) Or you figure out if you put one block on top of the other block, the blocks stay there and like you can build a little house with blocks or whatever the shit is you spend these first like three or four or five years just figuring out the like the real basics of how to talk and move things and the real basics (laughs) of the family ipad you know which yeah oh yeah no totally (laughs) if i swipe sideways yeah which one this one's got the frog game that i like so much (laughs) but this one makes no goddamn sense and i'm never gonna hit it again it's a bunch of stupid squiggles that mean nothing and i don't know how to get off it (laughs) so i need to start saying ma yeah (laughs) (laughs) frog frog i want frog so the way he refers to this is playing games like people play games with babies rewarding them when they do the right thing and and withholding reward when they do the wrong thing and basically he frames all of your interaction in the world and in society as game playing so You have these instincts and you learn how to play the games that human society has set up by developing strategies based on basically motor output, like say the words, move the body, do the things. You just like learn how to move and act in a way that gets you the things that you want. That's developing strategies for game playing. That's the first level above just the instincts and emotions. So yeah, in, in one sense, we are a blank slate that is very much determined by our environment and the games that we're surrounded by as we're uh, a young person growing up. That, that really influences the way that we see the world and the way that we act because we're responding to stimuli. But at the same time, uh, we, we know from studying this, at least some of the things that are in- inherent, but there is a capacity underlying the capacity to learn further and participate in these games is an inherent capacity that not everything in the universe is embedded with. It's a very particular human version of something that exists probably in other animals, but very, very particular to us and how open-ended ours is. Yeah, like more basic animal functions rely just on the emotions and instincts and I guess developing strategies, but in a very like basic sense, like like things like um, birds building nests and things like that, they will do that whether or not there's anyone around to teach them. That's, that's part of the instinct of them. And we have fewer things like that. It seems like our major instincts are like suck, grab and develop strategies. I know those are my <laughs> strategies. <laughs> These are your basic instincts. Sucking Just on, grab. A, on a day-to-day basis, I'm like, everywhere I go, it's like, it's like on the on the controller, it's like B to suck, A to grab, X to develop strategies. And then ab- above the strategies, the thing that's like really, really human that animals don't do much at all of is building maps of the world and beliefs based on your strategy. So you figure out what things work and then you want to extrapolate that out to uh, things that are similar to that. So like you figured out that you can solve a specific kind of problem by doing an action. You then think, oh, I could solve a whole bunch of similar problems to this by doing similar 
kinds of actions. Um, so there's, there's this hierarchical, not in a humans dominating human sense, but in a sense of like, you're building yourself up. Uh, this Piaget's idea is called constructivism. And the idea is you build yourself up, you construct yourself from very basic motor movements to more complex movements, to ideas about those movements and, and beliefs and maps about the world and how the world works. And they exist to both at the same time justify your strategies and to help you develop new strategies. So your beliefs about the world can go back and re-influence your strategies and, and help you play the games of society in different ways. So that's those are the kind of levels of development uh, that he has laid out. An interesting, it, it occurred to me when you were describing this, is that when when you look at an example, an extreme example of nature where an animal is reaching a human-like potential. So, for example, crows using tools. The way that we use tools involves a social culture, a lot of abstract concepts being passed around, mimicking the behaviors of others in all these really complex ways, like we just described. And crows in their capacity to use tools and pass that on or or uh, other primates in their capacity to use tools and pass that on are approaching consciousness levels of like infant humans mm. or like uh, early childhood humans i think that i've even heard something like the smartest the smartest animals in nature that we've been able to tell are approaching the intelligence of like a six-year-old yeah I, I remember um vegans talking fairly often about how pigs are about as smart as a three-year-old um, and pigs aren't the smartest animals they're they're fairly smart for animals but they're not the smartest and it's it's interesting the idea that strategies precede knowing the the maps or making up the beliefs the idea like one of the ways that he came at this idea was that he noticed that children young children could play games with other children like it or tag or whatever the game your five-year-old kid can play and they'll play the game they they know how to play the game but you take them out of the game environment and you ask them what are you doing like what are the rules to the game you're playing and they they can't tell you they have no idea because they haven't developed the uh uh explanation of what they're doing they've just mimicked and they know the behaviors and they, they know how to do the right thing so the, the explanations come second after the behavior so you figure out the behaviors you get the explanations down and then in his framework the highest stage of human development of moral development is when you get to the point where you learn how to make your own rules and to play your own game so you can then develop your own ideas and go uh, uh, start playing those games with other people and influencing them through your behavior by changing the game rules, which is something we've talked about on the show before. Mm -hmm. uh, we usually refer to those people as beautiful geniuses, yes, those who have re yeah. reached that high, <laughs> that high, high level. Most of them tend to listen to our show. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's only about <laughs> 2000 of them right now in the world. But yeah, it's uh it's game plan. It's learning how to play the game first and then changing the rules of the game second, which is like a uh, high level philosophy, high level social functioning. I don't know. <laughs> I just like it, how it ties into what I already believe. Yeah. <laughs> like, I really like the example of the kids not being able to explain the game they're playing. Cause uh, even 
like in some adult contexts, I've found it easier to jump into something and just do it than explain how it works and explain how I understood how, like when I was teaching myself to use flash and animate, like when I was a teenager, being uh, learning by doing is something that I've always found my like most effective way to learn something and then being able to describe it or teach it to someone else is like completely alien from the process of actually doing it yeah it's like when you're trying to learn a language it's so much more effective to go to a country where everyone speaks the language and start like bumping into them and trying to use words and figuring things out as you not physically bumping into them but metaphorically uh rather than sitting in a classroom having a teacher tell you the grammatical rules and the basic conjugations of to be and like I took six years of French in learning rules of French and things like that and I have, can't speak French at all but uh, if I was to go to France or Quebec and actually make an effort to learn it it would probably uh, come much more quickly than six years of <laughs> taking classes. Yeah, I, th I think I took French for a similar length of time. And I, I assume that there's still like underlying grammatical stuff like locked in the language center of my brain. Like I can, I think intuitively understand French a lot better than other languages. Mm -hmm. um, but I, and I desire to build up that capacity, although I haven't worked on it a long time. We should do it as a project one time is we'll both learn French and then like do an episode in French <laughs> and and give everyone else the opportunity to... Learn. be embedded yeah, in right, our right, French right. They're like oh I'm so used to seriously wrong it's like hearing seriously wrong in French has taught me French right away yeah and since we're a Canadian podcast it's kind of fucked that we don't offer our product in French also yeah if we were government funded it would be illegal for us to not offer it in French <laughs> <laughs> oh man that Canadian man with the clipboard is shaking his head at us yeah, no, he's, he doesn't he's like it pointing at the watch he's saying why aren't you talking about your national identity more and we now return to the wrong boys escape from oswald badman's illiberal fortress of anti-humanism i think that's a that's an exit down there come on yeah, let's okay, go 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 i didn't think i was gonna fit through that that vent we crawled through but like well, yeah and you're it. flexible you did yeah. it it was tough but i didn't expect i thought when we were through that vent we were going to be out but that was just the beginning there was those tigers yeah I didn't. As soon as he got out of the van, run into the tigers. I thought we were going to be eaten alive, but you just like pounced on that thing. Well, like, yeah, so you I, just say tigers I, pounce, but you pounced. You I pounced did what I could. I mean, I think well, I think it was really you who ultimately tamed the tigers, but I definitely did bring them down. I, I, I had read somewhere that if you bite a feline's neck, that they'll become submissive to you. So that's what I started doing, biting their oh, neck. Oh, so it was actually reading and passing on information yeah, is yeah. like through generations and through books like humans do. I mean, the spike pits, don't get me started on the spike pits. Yeah, and the walls are closing in on you. And yeah, like, you, you can hear him cackling like over no the yeah. loudspeaker. Yeah. all seem designed. cackling. Yeah. yeah, it does. He's a happy guy. <laughs> yeah, no, that's one thing you can say for him. You know, maybe if someone had been helping him with that, they, the spikes wouldn't have lined up perfectly in the way they did. And so they like ran into each other and stopped and they like they didn't mesh well and actually poke through our bodies. They Yeah, I think like with a team effort, if he had had team working for him, they might have been able to check that some of these traps would actually work in practice. They looked really menacing and I get how like he was kind of thinking like a villain and oh, I'll do this, I'll do this. But I think what you really need is the team rationality of working together to make sure that, cause that's embarrassing for, cause we really were done for, except for 
um, there was enough space in between the spikes for us to stay, and then they bumped into each other's tips. And yeah, and we then were, they just, just, just stopped. And then we were able to climb up the spikes like a ladder mm-hmm. and uh, get the, out. The roof hatch. <laughs> through the roof hatch. When he started going over the loudspeaker, like, no, 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 my designs, my beautiful designs. And and seeing that we were actually escaping, you can't help but feel bad for the guy. Yeah, yeah. It's whenever you see someone failing, it's like, oh, even if they're trying to kill you, it's like you're glad they failed in a way, but you empathy, you feel bad for them. Yeah, like Eugene Debs said, you know, I won't rise from the ranks, I'll rise with the ranks. Right. And that includes yeah. Oswald for me. I want to see him succeed in whatever he wants to do. But I also want to try to encourage him to succeed in ways that aren't kidnapping and torturing podcast hosts to try to convince them that humanity is doomed and, and uh, a negative thing. Yeah, but once we got through the roof hatch, it was pretty smooth sailing. I mean, there was the tightrope over the pit of acid, uh, yeah. which was, you know, a bit scary, but... Yeah, um, luckily we were pretty well trained on that. Yeah, we've, so we've done a lot of tightrope walk in, in on the previous show escapes, so, yeah, yeah. yeah we actually recorded an entire episode on a tightrope if you try to guess which one i don't think the audience can tell yeah, there's fresh air oh man that feels good smell uh, the sun sun on my skin it's been a day it feels good on the sting the welts from all those scorpions yeah yeah i mean it's a good home. i have some cal- camaline cam- calamine lotion at home maybe we can rub them on oh, each other's welts and that would be good yeah just kind of help each other out yeah it's been tough we overcame it together we neither of us bashed the other guy's skull in yeah we're gonna be able to get the episode out this week yeah live kind of worried about bashed the only thing is though i'm just like now we're we're out of here we're walking away from the mountain but like he's still up there oswald's still up there he's alone he's probably upset yeah yeah his whole plan we really let him down went went down the tubes you know, I refuse to believe that it was like one or the other. Like for us to win, he had to lose. There had to be. Yeah. A, there has to be a win-win situation. Well, that's something here. he brought into it. I mean, like I don't know. I don't want to blame him, but like yeah, we were totally willing or, yeah. at first to have it be a win-win-win. But he wanted uh, win-lose, and he wanted to be the winner. And now, so he's feeling the pain of that because yeah, that's true. That's um, true. But then he's also, he is that way probably, I can only assume, because of some weird shit he's been through that I can only begin to imagine. <sighs> I feel guilty. Maybe, maybe we should just go back. Like, not into the pit or anything, but like, we can help him out. I bet I bet we can help him out. And he's, he's probably a bit vulnerable now, and it's something that we'd mm. be able to, to you know, pat him on the back and tell him everything's all right, and maybe make give him that connection that he's asking for but just in a very bizarre and misunderstood way oswald's just misunderstood yeah oh definitely and like i bet the example of us working together and escaping and and not having to bash each other in the head like yeah yeah let's go let's go back and get him let's go back today's episode of seriously wrong is brought to you by woman's inhumanity to woman Why let men have all the fun? Are you tired of emotional labor and taking care of other people and fostering positive relations in your community? I know we were. That's why we started Women's Inhumanity to Women. We're sick and tired of men getting all the fun of being inhuman and being alienated from their truest, deepest self, which is love and care for other people. So we decided to step up to the plate and lean in and prove, yeah, women can be inhumane and terrible too. Yeah, I know on a deep level, we all support, uh, you know, like (laughs) taking care of the world and taking care of each other and uh, being kind to one another. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Get alienated from that. Join us. Be inhuman. It's a girl thing. 
I feel like we could take this model of, of human development on the individual level and also apply it to the societal level. Like we're coming from a history that was determined very primarily by instincts and, and inherited genetic uh, lineage and also cultural circumstance completely out of our control, like this wild world that we were dropped into as cultural and political babies mm -hmm. yeah um, <laughs> as we kind of like as we evolved up out of monkeys into things that could th think in the way that we can think um and all we could do at first is grab suck and start to build strategies <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah well like it's like a macro level and a micro level like so as these things happen to each of us as we develop from baby right beautiful little baby to <laughs> uh old man um ugly wretched old man uh, <laughs> or woman or, or, or non-binary person wretched old non-binary person uh, <laughs> i yeah i think it's at the very least a useful metaphor to talk about that in terms of like a model of of social development or especially getting to that last phase getting to that phase of redesigning the game rules consciously because uh like under piaget's model that's not a phase that every human in history has always gotten to like depending on your your society and the kinds of games and things that exist that might not be something that you conceived of as possible but it is something that is possible for humans today so i think like getting society to that level involves getting more and more of the people in the society to that level and then you kind of get to this this point where uh the whole shebang can start to <laughs> reimagine and recreate the social systems that we have in a way that that benefits people and i mean we already see that happening like i'm i kind of believe in historical progress it's it's not always linear and and perfect but it's uh it definitely seems like things tend to get better over time with like dips and chasms and and things get crushed and need to be rebuilt again. But even if our whole society collapses and everything turns to post-apocalyptic shit world, the next time we build a society, it'll be even better than this one. I'm not saying that it has to happen, but <laughs> uh, I, I do think that tends to be the story of history. I, I feel like some of the pinnacles of, of human society, if you look at them through the lens of of game playing and map building, like the space race, uh, like sending satellites out into space, our understanding of the universe, uh, science has been a process of map building that's been carried by a current of game playing. These, these uniquely human innovations and our incredible capacity for imagination is a mixture between game playing and map building. And so although it's it's not a given and it is always going to take a political fight to create a better future, humans have the capacity for both incredible good and great evil. However, I feel like we are closer in, in potentiality to achieving something approaching a utopia in the positive sense than we ever have been. And that doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that everything going on right now is great. But it, it does mean that our capacity to get there or move closer to there or have the right tools and ideologies and thought patterns and discussions and, and games to play and maps to, to create to get there have never been more in our grasp than they are right now. Yeah. So like as a society, we started as this like little baby society. Uh, but <laughs> bumping up in the world, trying to like figure out how to get what we want and what we want as a society is the perfect society is the utopia society. Um, and so we 
tryout strategies. Some of them work, some of them don't work. Some of them are pretty disastrous. Some of them are decent and work pretty well. So like even failed past utopian projects just contribute to our map building and help us to figure out better ways to try again in the future. They, they, they go back feedback loop into our strategies and help us to alter our strategies to move us closer and closer to the, the goal that we're trying to get to the limit of best possible society. Yeah. And right in a more pragmatic direct sense, the best possible route out of today into better. So it doesn't need to be, and probably shouldn't be something that happens on the drop of a pin and you go from this imperfect fallen world to this perfect dream. And all you got to do is kill some people (laughs) to get (laughs) over that hump. Uh, That's probably not going to be the strategy that works. Um, But finding the best possible way to take what's wrong with our society and tweak it to make it better and then make it a continual process of map building and play and game design to make sure that when people are playing, they're playing according to the best possible maps of how games should work to create this ideal society. And we're so close there. We're getting there. And it's only... We're on episode 111 right now. Mm. By episode 1000, we're going to have figured it out. And we're going to have such a wonderful, perfect society. You're not going to be able to believe it. Only only 889 episodes to go to get there, to get to the world peace. So, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thank you for listening. Um, Yeah, this has been the Seriously Wrong Podcast. We usually do it every week. But we're going to be taking a break. This has been season four of our show. It's um, an 11-episode short season. Because short seasons make for snappy boys. Sane boys. Sane boys. Boys boys who can find a good work-life balance. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, If you have feedback on this episode, go to our website. There's a contact form. There's a voicemail button. We love hearing from your beautiful voices or your beautiful words. If you want us to have longer seasons and you think that that would be great, you can donate money to us and we will make more episodes then because work, if this was our work, then we wouldn't have to balance work life and podcast. Like we, we don't just have work life balance. We have work life podcast balance. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> work, work life, second passionate work that we wish we could do all the time balance. Yeah. So that like if we could just eliminate one of those things, the work balance or, or even reduce it, eliminate is a stretch goal. Like if, that's a, and if you got a strategy for how we could eliminate the life part, like if I didn't have to pay rent anymore. Or if I no longer desired human connection and like yeah. wanted to have friends in my life. If, you could if I didn't need to eat food, I didn't need to sleep. If you could eliminate my need for sleep, oh boy. That works in lieu of a donation. We, 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 <laughs> but failing that, like donation would be great. We have a PayPal on the website. There's a link to Patreon. There's a Bitcoin address. Thank you so much for listening. Leave us positive reviews and we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be back in the summertime. We love you. Yeah. Welcome to Keyboard Warrior Radio Theater. 
Man, humans are just the worst. Look at the world today, all the worst things that have ever happened. Humans, Chernobyl, humans, ISIS, staffed by humans, the evils of colonialism, humans. It's just on and on. Humans do everything. Slavery, humans. It's just, we're the worst. Humans suck. I don't think that's really fair. I think that humans have done a lot of really good things. We help each other. We we study math and science and art. I mean, we're the only animal that has a list of all the other animals and gives a shit about them. We went to space. We build enormous towers. We take care of each other. Even paradoxically, all of the negative things that you're that you're listing, which I would argue were very animalistic in their nature, and in human nature is when we uh, go above that on a higher level. And, and, and strive towards the human spirit and our total potential, those events we can only contextualize and speak of negatively in the context of human constructs, which are analytic constructs, which are rare in nature. Humans are the best. Humans are the greatest. Humans rule. All that stuff you're talking about, analytics, philosophy, systems, are all just things humans invented to have more power over each other. That's the only reason that people try to rationalize anything so that they can be right, so that they can dominate each other. Have you ever read Foucault? Everything is a power game. It's all about power. Language means nothing except power games, dominance. That's all humans are about. We want to be aggressive against each other we want to hurt each other by any means necessary even if it's just passive aggressive like that's what we love there's nothing humans love more than hurting each other than pissing in each other's face than just just shoving each other's faces in poop and feces and pee and that's 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 human nature comes out of our butts and our urethras Humanity is a diverse group of people, and I care deeply for all of them. If someone has the the type of fixation where they want to pee on one another with consent, I've got no problem with that. I'm not a negative person that way, but I don't think it defines us. I don't know why that would define us. I think probably what defines us is familial relationships, the, the caring of children, the creation of art, creativity, spontaneity. You know, these things really speak to what humans are. They speak to what we are on the, our deepest level, which is the, a way for the universe to know itself. And we should travel the stars together. We should travel the stars and, and fix all the problems in the world together, hand in hand, together. That's human nature. That's the real human nature. Yeah, sure. Let's go to the stars so we can rape the other planets and rape all the... <laughs> rape the aliens and just just go take our shit and put it on other planets because that's what humans love to do is smear shit on things and dominate each other and murder and kill and hate and just explosions we're gonna create nuclear bombs and destroy entire civilizations of aliens that we haven't even met yet because we just love to destroy and hate and kill and that's the future that you are hoping for whether you know it or not you are violent dark animal in your heart you've just convinced yourself it's this noble shit it's not this noble shit it's dark violent and gross and that's what you are hello gentlemen 
I am a very smart man, and I was reading your comment section here, and I thought you might take a benefit from someone like me with a, a very large IQ to step in and help resolve some of these alleged paradoxes, which you'll find under scrutiny don't hold up. First of all, I want to acknowledge um, your the original point here, which is that humans have a great capacity for destruction uh, and violence, and that is absolutely true. Uh, we have a greater capacity for destruction and violence than any other animal because of our advanced intellect and technological capabilities. But at the same time, I want to also acknowledge your point, which is that human beings also carry the greatest capacity in the universe for positive action, that is willful and conscious positive action. It's a spectrum of potentiality and that humans are an extreme on because we are perhaps in a uh, taxonomically speaking, a unique place in nature because of our grasp of technology and information. So in a sense, you're both right, but at the same time, neither of you are right, because you've got a singular perspective, whereas myself and my friends, I've just come from a Mensa meeting, and I'm, I'm on my way to Coalition of the Pacific Northwest Smarty Pants Boys, which is like Mensa, only more exclusive. Uh, we are certainly very special and unique, and we should cultivate our, our greatest uh, potentials as human beings. But at the same time, we must acknowledge our capacity for unreason, for unviolence, and for terror. I hope this resolves your problems, and we can all stop fighting and work together in creating the utopian future we all know we deserve and are capable of creating. Thank you. That guy talks a lot of sense. I'm on board. Makes sense to me. You've totally convinced me. I was I was only looking at one side, but there's two sides. How did I not notice there was two sides? Thanks. Thank you for everything, sir. You've really ch opened my eyes. I've had one eye closed this whole time. Now I've got both eyes open. Yes, thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. And we'll see you next time for another episode of Keyboard Warrior Radio Theater. Next time on Seriously Wrong... Sean and Aaron kidnap Oswald and try to teach him about the good side of human nature. Let me out of here! Not until you give us a hug, Oswald. I don't want to give a hug! Ah, oh, come, come on. Come on, you, you, do. you do. You know what he needs before he gives us a hug is a massage. A little massage. Yeah. I don't want a massage. Don't give me a massage. Oh, I don't know. Mm. You feel really tense. You oh, say these, you don't want a massage, muscles. but... Your back tells a different story, Oswald. You need one. You want to work the shoulders and I'll do the lower back? See, it's not so bad. It's not so bad, Oswald. No, it's not so bad. Now, have you thought about what you want for lunch? We can get you anything from anywhere. I'll just, I'll call it in. I'll order it up. They'll deliver. I want tacos. That's no problem, Oswald. We'll get them for you. Yeah, We're friends. All, all the tacos you can eat. And then maybe you'll even record an episode of the show with us, you know? I'm not going to do that. Oh, come on, come Oswald. On, Oswald, we need your point of view. We can all learn from each other, Oswald. Just, you know what? We'll talk to you after you get your tacos, because you're a little grumpy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's been a long day, you know, with kidnapping us and us kidnapping you back. and You yeah. failing to kill us repeatedly because of the power of teamwork and human nature. It's got to be tough for you, and I feel bad. Having views that don't match up with the world is hard sometimes, but we're going to help you through it. We're going to get you through this period of mismatch between your views and reality, and soon you'll be on our side and agree with us. How spicy do you like your tacos, Oswald? Extra spicy or just a little spicy? Just a little spicy. Oh, you can't handle extra spicy? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't want to shame you for that. Everyone has different tastes. 
All right. That was a good massage. Let's get him in a mud bath and I'll call in that order for the tacos. <laughs> 